Okay, so um, if you didn't hear the last podcast, I've kind of embarked on exploring a few of the practices that I am practicing myself to try and um, create an environment or create a healthy environment for my mind. Um, and I, th- I feel like to, to kick that off or to, to introduce that, um, there's Pro, there's probably a load of precursors that I haven't quite worked out yet or that I haven't that I'm not sure of but one really important thing that we need that like that it, that we need to learn just sitting there like a bloody professor um I'm really I mean I'm early days in learning all of this so um hopefully I can point people towards um people I found that, that, that I've been learning from. Um, yeah, one of the really important precursors to all of this to, that we need to realize, and it really takes time. I think it took me quite, I don't know, I guess I'm still realizing it, but it took me multiple, multiple months, in, and in some cases years, to understand a few of the things that I had read um, or heard. But, um, yeah, anyway, one of the most important things I think we need to realize is that we are not our thoughts. We are not our minds. We aren't the things that we think about. Yet, it's very easy to believe that because we spend the entirety of our day caught up in these thoughts. Um, And what we don't realize is that doing that is exhausting. And it's really hard work. And if you don't, and and I'd say it's it's probably a lifetime of a lifetime of practice, um, will only have you skim the surface of of actually mastering that. Um, but for me, it's one of the most interesting things in the world. So I'm I'm really diving into it as as much as I can. Um, Yeah, because, yeah, we're not, you know. One thing I I said to Katie was, you know, imagine your mind, imagine uh, your mind on a cinema screen. So every thought that you have, every fear that you felt um, shot up on a cinema screen with a soundtrack attached. So if you're going through a really exciting day, um, there'll be lots of, colors and there'll be lots of um high energy music and um that that very that dictates the mood of the audience you know so you like you're the audience of of things that you think about so if you're sitting in that audience in the cinema watching your mind um you're gonna you're gonna feel um whatever feelings come up there and what I'm realizing is that you can actually, um, if, if you can learn to treat those things with respect and love, um, you can actually start to change the habits that you have. And for me, it was unhealthy habits of thinking um, negatively, of being down, of being self-depreciatory, self-deprecating, self-deprecating. Um, and just, just a, I guess a whole series of just unhealthy thoughts that, that sent me into a low, 
low mood and feeling like there was no point in anything. Um, and just, just a really horrible space. So, so re- yeah, recognizing that you, you're way more than just your thoughts. You know, you have a body and it feels things and, um, there's something deeper and I don't know what it's called or, you know, if it's your soul or your spirit, but there's something deeper. Um, I believe anyway, and, um, it responds to what you feed it. So, so the, I guess like for me, the first major hurdle and step in this, uh, is that I've, is that I'm coming to recognize that my thoughts, uh, are the majority of the time are responses to, um, environments or situations that I'm in. Um, and those responses are based off historical data that my, my 28 years on earth have, um, given a narrative towards, you know, be it, be scared of this, be excited about this, be happy about this, um, worry about this, whatever it is. And those things are like half are important and they, I guess, you know, they have served me for the past 28 years, but I've learned a lot and a lot of those things have gotten out of hand and turned into really negative thought patterns. Um, but the only way you, I feel like I'm maybe a broken record here, but the only way you, you are able to actually work with those is, is if you recognize them. And I I think this is what mindfulness is, you know, being mindful of your thoughts and, recognizing them um so the the credit that uh, uh well yeah a, a good chunk of the credit of this needs to go to tara brack who is uh a, a teacher a mindfulness teacher that i've that i listened to her podcasts and i've read a few of her books and she, she's amazing um and she has this acronym uh rain um, R-A-I-N, and it, it's kind of designed to uh, help you practice mindfulness. Um, and R is recognize what is happening. Right, hold on, I just need to check on my dinner. Um, okay, that's done. That is done. Woo. All right. Take a breather. Recognize what you're thinking. <laughs> Are you annoyed that I'm wasting your time by taking out my dinner? Are you excited about what I'm about to say? (laughs) Or are you just annoyed and feel like you're just going to hang up and um, go listen to your next podcast because you don't have time for this shit? Um, So yeah, so so recognize, recognize what thoughts are going on, what feelings that you're feeling. Um, you don't, you don't ne- necessarily need to understand it, which was a, a trap that I really fell into. You don't need to know what, what it means. Oh my goodness. Like even saying that out loud, I always, always, I've, I've got such an over analytical mind and I've always tried to work out what it means. And for the past few years, I've been addicted to that. And I think that's the really dangerous part of, of the mindfulness practice is that your your ego can get a hold of your your spirituality or your spiritual practice. Um, if I can call mindfulness spirituality, for me, that 
but it feels spiritual. Um, I don't think spirituality is this freaky, weird, um, superpower kind of you know thing. I I, act, I think it's really scientific and ingrained in our DNA. So I don't um, want to attach like a some kind of hippie kind of label to spirituality. I just think it's inherent in all of us. Um, anyway, sorry, sidetrack. Um, the most powerful thing that we can do to free ourselves from from the traps of our negative thoughts, um, of our anxieties or fears, is to recognize where they come from. You know, if if you if you stub your toe every single morning, you would eventually fix the tile or 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 change the step you know you do you would do something about it um and because we fall into this trap of believing that our our lives are what we think about them um and that this this movie screen that our mind plays for us is actual is actually the reality of what we're living in um will forever be trapped in in old childish outcomes um thing thing and i mean that in a very practical sense like things that we learned in our childhood that have attached to us um and have served us in the past and have you know rightly told us to be worried or rightly told us to be fearful of a certain thing um we can grow up and and replace those we can change those things with new learnings and um and, and ultimately the the way we want to see the the way we choose to see the world or the way that we think we see the world um like for me i i i i guess even i want to i want to experience the world as a free person free from worry and regret and um anxiety and depression and um yeah, and all that, and and I'm not, and and I'm not saying that I, I think, I'm not on this, um, case to rid myself of all suffering. I think that's just a part of our human experience. So I'm not, I'm not at all saying that, you know, this mastered equals this total blissful life. I'm, that's not the case at all. Um, but I think we can be less owned by this stuff. Um, and that's why that's why recognizing is is just such a crucial part um, in all of it. Um, yeah, so like even like just to give like some practical examples because I feel like that can it seems to really help people. Um, for instance, yesterday or no, yeah, yesterday, um, Katie and I were. It was breakfast time. <laughs> it was breakfast time. It was Saturday morning, and in my head, I thought to myself, "Okay, cool. We'll we'll cook breakfast together." So I started making breakfast, and Katie decided that she wanted a turmeric latte, which I don't really like. I don't really like. It wasn't for me. It was for her, and she made her turmeric latte while I made poached eggs, mashed some avocado, and made some guacamole with onion, jalapenos, 
salt, pepper, avocado, and lime, and absolutely the most incredible thing ever. Um, that with two poached eggs on toast. Um, so I made that, and I, I, in in my head, I felt a little hard done by. I felt that you know what I've pulled my weight a bit more than Katie has, and I just meditated before this. I I just meditated before this, and I caught myself. And honestly, I don't do this that often. Most of the time, that would just turn into me holding a grudge for no fucking reason. You know, like what's what is the point in ruining that nice moment of a Saturday morning with your wife? Um, for whatever reason, I would default to holding a grudge in that case sometimes and I caught myself on and I just I just changed my mind I just said huh do you know what it is what it is I'm just gonna enjoy making breakfast and um I'm it'll be my gift to her you know if I if I have if I am working harder than her it's my gift to her and she didn't say thanks at all which she normally does actually and um i later i later reflected and realized that i was holding on to that that she didn't say thanks um and then i caught that and i just let it go i said oh no it was your gift to her like just let that let that be what that is um and yeah and and and, and like this is this has led me to thinking more about all of my interactions with Katie and how I I want all of them to be as present and real as they can be and um I I want to be able to let go of grudges really quickly you know I want to learn to just forgive uh, you know as as fast as possible um because the way I want to experience life and experience the world is is that of a of just a full life um that isn't governed by these these made up stories, you know. Like it, it, it's not. I, I wasn't in entitled to, you know, for Kitty to help me. I wasn't. There was no. There's no justification there, but yet the story that I created for myself was that I was entitled to help there, and because she didn't, um, I, I was allowed to be angry and I was angry and um yeah so recognize um try it as best you can it's I, I yeah I guess this is a good example of what what I think meditation does I most of the time after a meditation um I don't really feel like I've achieved very much you know the major I would say the majority of the time um, after a meditation, I would feel hard done by, or I'd feel that, um, I didn't really achieve very much, or I didn't feel the peace that I wanted to feel, you know, I just kept falling into thoughts basically, but I, but there's something weird about it. Like it, it changes us somehow. Um, and, and I think, I think that it might be a case of even though you didn't manage to stop thinking for 20 minutes, you know, you kept going back into thought, even those little breaks, like those tiny little breaks, they, it's almost like they allowed me and they, they started to train me to recognize the thoughts. So it like, it, 
by simply having this one remit to to not think about things um you start to recognize what thoughts come you know like what things interrupt that mission of yours um and and i think that is that's what the training is almost it it's it's seeing thoughts rather than just thinking thoughts and experiencing life through them okay so that's recognize um I've talked for 16 minutes, so I'm going to stop and I'll do the other ones um, after. Um, the next one is A, which is allow the experience to be there. Um, allow, allow it to be just what it is. Um, okay, so that's next time. Peace.